Hello again, Dan Alasso with History for Today. And today I want to talk a little bit more about reading notes. I'm going to show you a little bit more of my personal process, although I will do an additional video soon in which I talk much more specifically about the tools and apps that I use in this process. But I want to say up front that this is just one possible way of doing note-taking, not the only way. I'm going to show you what has worked for me and what is meeting my particular needs right now, but I am not committed to this particular set of actions in all cases because I think that a lot, so much of the way you approach a text depends on the reason that you're looking at it in the first place. I've said this before, but it bears repeating and maybe even a little bit of expansion. But on the other hand, along with that, there are good reasons why I want to get to a similar end point, regardless of how deeply I am digging into a text. I want to get to permanent notes that I can use together in a system that encourages connections between ideas, wherever they happened to have come from. And so let me use an example that I think may help illustrate some of the differences and some of the similarities. This is Nature's Metropolis. This is historian William Cronin's big book. It was published in 1991, and it has become a core text in environmental history and has influenced a generation of scholars. I first read the book in a graduate environmental history class at UMass, and then I reread it for my comprehensive exams. Since then, I have read in it, and I have assigned chapters to my students in my own environmental history classes. But I haven't read the whole book cover to cover for probably a little over a decade. And it's probably time for me to do that again and see what I think of it now and what jumps out at me. When I first read the book, I highlighted passages that I thought were important based largely on what I was interested in at the time and the other things that I had been reading that were bouncing around in my head. Some of the highlights were also directed at understanding the author's argument and his main points, since that was part of my goal in the first cover-to-cover -cover reading. I wrote a review of the book, which I did on all the books that I read in grad school, and I discussed and critiqued Cronin's ideas and his methods. Later, I went back looking for particular things. Cronin's use of central place theory, for example, which I was a little bit critical of, or details about the growth of the industries that he covers. And these became very important to me when I was writing my own lectures, and then later when I was writing a textbook chapter covering these topics. I also, right at the beginning of this process, mined his endnotes and his bibliography. And I added a lot of books to my own reading list, finding things that had influenced Cronin's thinking on these topics. Later, much more recently, I returned looking for specific details of the lumber industry, as well as looking at the way that he tells the story, as I've begun thinking about researching and writing more on the topic myself. I think I mentioned in a previous video that I had not paid extremely close attention to all of the lumber industry details of things that I've read in the past. And now I'm getting new and oftentimes important information from rereading these passages. I fully expect that a book like Nature's Metropolis includes a lot of information 
that didn't make as much of an impression on me when I first read it as it now might, or didn't make the same type of impression. Maybe because I didn't understand the context that led him to say some of the things that he said. And I'm stressing this point because I think that it's often an issue for people who are devoted to this idea of note-taking, a kind of anxiety about getting the right stuff out of a book, or even getting all the stuff out of a book. And I don't think this is really possible. And actually, I think it's increasingly less possible the better the book. I might even say that the definition of great books are that the best books are the best books because they kind of stubbornly defy reduction by synopsis. Another way of saying this is they have so much in them that lots of different people can go to them with lots of different interests and can all find something that they'll value within their pages. So I guess what I'm saying is let's kind of jettison this idea that we're ever going to be able to completely encompass a 250,000 word book with a note. And when you think of it that way, it really is a little bit absurd, isn't it? What then is the point of taking notes? For me, it is to enter into a relationship with the ideas in the book, potentially one that will expand and deepen over time as I return to the book with new questions. Not every book will be one that I'll want to have this type of relationship with, of course. There are plenty of books that only have a couple of things to tell me, or one, or maybe even none at all. That's mostly a function of my interests and the questions that I bring. It's very rare that a text can get out into the world and get published that has absolutely nothing relevant to say to anybody. But it is common that my interests are specific enough that it may have nothing in it that I particularly need to know. Now, when I reread Nature's Metropolis again, cover to cover, I will probably grab a different color highlighter. I'll try not to be too influenced by my previous highlights. Although from time to time, I imagine I will stop and think about why I focused on some of the lines on the page and not others. There's an often repeated line from Niklas Luhmann where he says he rarely returned to texts. Aaron's mentioned it, and I think Schmidt commented on it as well. I think the point of this statement was more about note-taking systems being a reliable repository of the ideas that we have when we're reading and thinking about text. And in that sense, I agree. I don't think that Luhmann probably intended to suggest that having a note-taking system means that you will always get everything you need from a text on the first pass through it. This may be true of articles that are basically elaborating on a single thesis or on books that are very peripheral to my interests that maybe I'm only reading to get a lay of the land and make sure that I understand the historiography. Similarly, if a text has been assigned in a class, there may be a limit to the depth that you want to get into it and the time that you want to spend on it. There may only be some specific questions that you're seeking to answer. So once again, it's the purpose of picking up the book that determines how you're going to process it. Next time, I will talk more about the next stages of that processing, taking these reading notes or these reviews 
and actually finding the real nuggets of important information in them and insight that you want to continue to make your own and that you want to turn into permanent or even evergreen notes. But that's all for now. So I hope people found this a little bit interesting. Thanks very much for listening, and I'll see you again.